1: He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice-President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson.
2: Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Our topic for today is, how do we change? And actually, we owe a lot to Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder Mm -hmm. of the Lucis Trust organization, and she wrote 24 volumes of books. And all of the dialogue that you hear in this show has been influenced by Alice Bailey, and much of it comes from the works of Alice Bailey. Uh, we have a um, a gift for you today, and uh, later on we'll tell you more about that gift. But in the meantime, um, we have a thought here about Cardinal Newman. Carl, Cardinal Newman, the great changes of history have come about because some men began, where they were, to live a new life. So, last time we talked about change on a personal scale, but before we get into uh, this, maybe we should recap what, um, what's what been said in the last show, because you did say a lot about how we go about making personal changes.
1: Yes, we talked about um, change on the personal level and why it's so difficult, uh, the inertia of the personality that really wants to continue being the way it's always been, and yet the realization often as a result of crisis that uh, one is compelled to change in order to stop one's suffering. Um, crises offer uh, an opportunity to get our attention and to make us realize we are, in fact, presented with a choice, and uh, so those can be very productive moments. We talked about cultivating the stance of the observer, the detached view, even of oneself and one's circumstances, that you find by retreating within, there is that place within every individual that observes the life but doesn't really enter into the fray, and that is the soul or the Christ principle or the inner Buddha, whatever one calls it, this observer is detached from the circumstances and can provide enough light to help us figure out how to make change.
0: We also talked about um, the use of the as-if technique as a way of effecting change, uh, which is simply using uh, our innate powers of visualization to uh, visualize that uh, which we would like to be. In Mm -hmm. other words, that better person or that uh, person who speaks with a better attitude or who has better relationships with uh, the people around us. And it's visualizing... As if one were that person that uh, way of uh, effecting a change.
1: It's not as vacuous as it might sound or as dreamy and unrealistic as a a newcomer might think the as-if technique. It isn't that you just um, think your way into prosperity and beauty and fame. It's more of a a magical process, I think, where you hold before your mind's eye an image uh, using the imagination... Um, To um, live up to and then taking every step incrementally that you can recognize to achieve that state of being and uh, so it's something done slowly and with rhythmic endeavor building upon small successes
0: yes and it's based on that biblical (coughs) quotation as a man thinketh in his heart so is he Mm. and uh, It's the heart that that is the custodian of the power of the imagination.
1: Yeah.
0: And the imagination is released into creative activity when uh, one acts uh, as if he were, for example, the soul in full expression.
1: And the imagination, again, is also not vacuous and dreamlike. Um, In fact, uh, it's said that We couldn't imagine something if it didn't already exist somewhere in our universe. So by imagining a particular quality or state of being, we are actually working with a a realistic vision. It may not come overnight, but we couldn't imagine it if it didn't exist. So it is attainable. But uh, the value of rhythm and persistence can't be overemphasized. And that's why daily meditation is so important. And an evening review that looks back at every day and traces effects back to their causes. It instills a kind of responsibility for one's life and one's circumstances. And this is where all change has to reside, in responsibility for oneself not blaming
2: others. Mm-hmm. Well, last time we talked about changing our individu- individual selves, which is certainly uh, quite an undertaking and quite a challenge, but now we're going on to a, mm. a greater uh, idea about how we can change. We'll talk about changing the world. <laughs> I don't know if we can... Well, <laughs> we, we can talk about it anyway. Is it, is it realistic to envision change on a global scale, The that is, uh, the reconstruction of the world, so to speak?
1: I think it is not only realistic, but necessary, and that it counts on the willingness of every adult, every concerned citizen, every responsible individual, building this vision of a world that we would choose for our children, for all who follow us. How else are we going to transform the world if we don't begin to build that image within our minds collectively of the world we want to leave to those who follow us, rather than letting it just unfold through happenstance and through the wrong decisions of a few we can all work together to create this world and this is I think an essential concept that humanity has to recognize that the world depends upon all of us using our minds and our visualization to create a world that um, is better and finer than the one we've got it's not going to happen overnight but we can look back just 50 years to Um, well, 60 years, to the end of the World War. And those who were alive then and are alive still today know that society has been through tremendous changes.
0: And it's because of the great visionaries that um, have been among us that those changes have been brought about. Um, You you know, you you think about... uh, President Roosevelt and the vision he had about the, the United Nations, and before that, even the visionary uh, President uh, Woodrow Wilson and the uh, vision that he had within the founding of the League of Nations, the forerunner of the present day <coughs> United Nations. And so, we've always had these visionaries among us, but it doesn't mean that we have to leave it up entirely to these great leading lights in the world because. We as citizens, each one of us, uh, has a uh, part to play, very much so in this. And uh, our visions that we have and and the ideas that we have are are just as valid. And it's the combined uh, effect of a huge group of people that um, will actually effect change in the world.
1: There was something I read just uh, yesterday uh, to the effect that real leadership is giving people what they already aspire to. So, again, that's drawing upon the collective will and intention of the mass of people. The leader might be able to articulate it, but all of us are needed to implement it and to cooperate with it. I think this is something that we see so clearly in the crisis in the world today, the conflict over the Middle East that's now focused on Iraq. You can see how citizens all over the world have entered into this situation with their thought and with their ideas and their interpretations and their suggestions for how to solve it some of the ideas and suggestions aren't particularly uh, well-founded in a lot of research and understanding of history, but they're all thinking and they're all contributing. This is something I think that's quite new. And right, and it, it, it
0: stands out as a, um, an example of the awakening of humanity as a whole, because so many people are uh, aware, and because we have the the, the television and the internet that helps um, uh, these ideas to flow around the world on a minute-by-minute basis. So uh, <clears throat> thousands and millions of people are weighing in with their opinions, and it just indicates that uh, humanity is really awake and the mind is really thinking. And that's a very hopeful sign.
1: I think that's also an indication that the the indwelling Christ principle, the soul within all human beings, is awakening because we do feel more of a sense of not only responsibility, but uh, a desire to have some say in the development of the world on an international and collective level. And I think this is a sign of the inner divinity within human beings. and the sense of responsibility coming to the forefront, that people aren't just absorbed in their little lives, their little personal spheres anymore, but are also very much caught up in the fate of uh, humanity as a whole.
0: Well, they're seeing how their their little lives are interdependent with the largest situation, In, uh, for example, in Iraq, the war in Iraq, and uh, how our... Our whole economy, the world economy, is affected by this. And so they do see the relationship there between the part and the whole. Mm -hmm. And that's a very advanced uh, stage.
1: Yes, so the media now brings so much of uh, the fate of the world to our attention with the news. And uh, people are much more aware. But I think it's another phenomenon, too, that evil in the past was usually hidden and out of sight. And it seems today that everything is being brought to the light for public recognition. We're much more aware of what needs to be changed. Scandals bring the most uh, awful doings to uh, the public consciousness. Maybe they would have been hidden away a few uh, decades or generations ago. Now it seems we hear about everything, more than we might like to know. But painful and shocking as this is, I think it indicates that humanity collectively is ready to bear the light, to bear what the light reveals, to take responsibility for it, and because to. Because
0: humanity is the light bearer.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
0: so it has to, uh, it has to take the good with the
1: bad. So, regardless of what seems to be working out today, where it seems sometimes that evil methods are being used to fight evil. It's temporary, I think, and we are entering into an age when human beings will have more of a sense of responsibility for changing the world and taking part on an individual level uh, in the sense of paying attention to the world, expressing Mm -hmm. opinions, communicating their ideas, educating themselves, uh, building a vision of the world as it should be. This is all part of it. Mm
0: -hmm. And this is part of the spiritualization of humanity. I think. Uh, we mean I don't mean that in the religious sense, but it's a, a spiritual awakening in, in the sense that consciousness is being affected and awakening and expanding, and that's the spiritual aspect of, of what's happening right now in the world.
2: Well, those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight, Topic for today is, how do we change? And we, I mentioned earlier, um, a gift, and we do have that gift for you. All you have to do is call us up on our toll-free number. The gift is, it's a paper. It's called the Evening Review. It has a lot to do with what we're talking about today, and that is how to, uh, how to change ourselves. Um, and um, it goes into uh, different levels of uh, different things we can do that have been spoken about on this show, about how to change. So give us a call if you'd like the... Um, paper called An Evening Review, and uh, the toll-free number is 1-866-695-8247. Once again, 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. LUCIS LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. Think of one 866 York lucis Our website, by the way, is www.lucistrust.com. Dot org. And once again, that paper is called The Evening Review, and um, what it is is a, uh, a list of uh, some questions that we can ask us, ourselves as we look back on our day, how we've lived that day, and questions having to do with um, whether or not we could have done, taken a different approach to a particular problem that we interface with, but... Uh, I think you'll find it very interesting. We'll be happy to send it out to you, once again, free of charge. All the work of the Lucis Trust, including this radio program, is funded by the voluntary donations of people like yourselves who support the goals of the Lucis Trust. We're not endowed, nor do we have a wealthy benefactor who helps to pay for this program. We depend on the donations, large and small, of individuals. So please give if you want these programs to continue on the air, donations can be sent to Lucis Trust 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Lucis is L U C I S. That's Lucis Trust 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And uh, we have um, so much we can say about uh, change, but. Um, um, I guess, uh, as Sarah mentioned uh, in the last show, I, I think that uh, what we have to do is become the person that we want the world to be. That maybe is how we can affect the world change, one one uh, very important thing we can do at least. And what part can the ordinary citizen play in changing the world?
1: Well, he can begin by redeeming his own little corner of it, um, never losing sight of the fact that he is a citizen of the world. And, uh Endeavoring to be aware of what is happening to all of humanity, not just based on his own circumstances, but responsible for his own particular um, environment and family and relationships. And this brings in a concept in the books of Alice Bailey that's so important to understand that goodwill is the touchstone that will transform the world. Goodwill. Mm-hmm. And it begins... In one's own life, you can experiment with this enormously powerful creative energy in your own uh, relationships and cir- circumstances. For example, if you work in an office or in a, a factory or for, or whatever, and you have uh, problems relating to your coworkers or your boss or whatever, or it, to your neighbors in your neighborhood, try... Um, coming to those people with more goodwill. No particular expectations for what they should do, but just meeting them with a spirit of goodwill and holding the mind open to the possibility of change coming into the relationship. You might be amazed at what will arise, because no doubt the other person will meet you more than halfway. People are so responsive to this energy when they When they confront it, I guess you could say, when they experience it, it brings out the same quality within them. And this is the really constructive, lasting um, uh, energy that brings about change.
0: Right. And I just came across a statement the other day, but um, it says, the more you love, the more the energy of love can reach out through you to others. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a way to effect change because... Uh, Love, this energy of love is a building energy. And if you can express that love to the fullest, then you are helping to build new relationships in a new way.
1: Think about uh, applying that energy in um, community efforts, in groups that you're involved in. Uh, There's a great deal of protest going on now in the world, and understandably so. People have been turning out to protest government policies. Try conducting your protest and uh, registering your opposition with a a spirit of unwavering goodwill for all parties and all points of view. You can still speak the truth as you understand it, but you can do so without burning bridges and without um, severing relationships, uh, if you maintain that goodwill that uh, allows for change to come about not only within the other person, but within yourself.
0: And I think another way everybody can participate is to be informed,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, be informed fully, and because there are so many sources of uh, information today, you know, like the magazines and the newspapers and... Everything is on the Internet. <clears throat> and, uh, both all the truth the, both and the both falsehood. Both the truth and the falsehood, yes. You have yeah. to kind of wade through yes. it. But Be careful. The, there's, you can get a, a balanced position, a balanced picture, if you're willing to inform yourself about what other people are saying. So I think there, there's no excuse for not informing, being informed today. And I think that's a... Uh, you know, a, a place to start if you're not if you're not so informed.
1: Another thing to keep in mind is that this particular time of the year, as we've talked on recent programs, is a a, a moment in the annual cycle when um, real spiritual potencies are available to empower change. And uh, what I'm speaking of is the coming uh, Waisak festival of the full moon of the Buddha, um, and This is a moment that is called in the Ageless Wisdom, the higher interlude of the year, the most potent uh, time of the year in terms of the energy flow that comes into our planet. And so when we work in meditation, particularly in groups, we can build a vision of a a world of our choice that is augmented and um, empowered by these inpouring energies of light and love and power. So it all the heavy lifting doesn't have to be done by human beings. We are aided more than we can possibly realize by energies and forces that uh, work with us. But we have to supply our own momentum and our own effort.
0: And I think one of the um, other things we can do is to um, support these the world institutions like the United Nations because that's one of the... Uh, um, one of the most outstanding creations of this mm-hmm. this last century. And it represents the high point, I think, of human creativity and human vision.
1: People love to criticize it, though. <laughs> yeah. And there is much to criticize. But again, if you would change it, as we all probably would like to, it doesn't help to just criticize it. You have to build a, a, an understanding of what it should be and how it can change.
0: The the UN, the people that work at the UN are very familiar with the need for change because they've been talking about changing and transforming the UN ever since it was founded, going back even to the League of Nations, and um, so there have been studies and studies and studies at the UN to bring about change, and uh, so that's an ongoing thing.
1: Uh, coming back to this idea of um, the energies that are available at this time of year and uh, the potency of group meditation, we have an opportunity for group meditation at our annual Arcane School Conference that is on Saturday and Sunday, May 17th and 18th here in New York at the Marriott East Side Hotel on Lexington Avenue at 49th Street. Um, The afternoon sessions are open to the public, and they begin at 1.30. If people would like to come, we would um, welcome you. We would ask that you telephone our office to receive a a registration form and uh, a program, and we'd be happy to send it out to you. That's May 17th and 18th. This is a time when we... um, Hold the annual conference again to work with these spiritual potencies at the time of the Wasek full moon, and to meet in group meditation.
2: A lot of interesting um, lectures too at that, uh, yes. that particular conference. I've gone, I went last year, and I found it to be uh, very interesting. A lot of uh, discussions related to spiritual philosophy. So once again, if you'd like to register for that conference, uh, give us a call on that toll-free number one eight six six. And once again, you can also order our gift that we're giving you today called the Evening Review. Uh, It's a paper, and uh, so both to register and for getting uh, the gift that we've offered you before, give us a call on 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it, 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of one 866 York lucis Uh, You were talking about... um, about how we approach people and uh, change, and I'm wondering, should we? Other, when you were speaking about the office as an example, and office people, mm-hmm. what if people in that office have been attempting to undermine us? Should we generate that uh, positive feeling and that positive energy towards them as well?
1: Well, uh, I wouldn't focus too much on what they've done to you, but on building. Um, Practical uh, ideas of solution. If you're speaking about people that are actively uh, out to do you in, that enters into an area where um, I feel like you would need to call upon help from people in positions of power. But I'm speaking more about the traditional kinds of conflicts and frictions between people Mm -hmm. that are basically Mm -hmm. decent people, but just... uh, rub up against others in, in a way that produces in harmony. That can always be solved by greater goodwill on the part of uh, uh, everyone concerned. And I want to come back to this point about uh, the the power of the collective effort. That's the value of group meditation and of prayer circles and of community efforts and of all the collective kinds of um, uh protests that have been organized over the last few months, when people come together in numbers, there is power. And I think that's a very well-understood concept today. Never underestimate the power of a group of people who are united in their thinking, clear in their vision, and uh, working with intelligence and a realistic appraisal of possibilities.
0: Especially if they're working in meditation, Mm -hmm. because then there is a group (coughs) of People generating tremendous amount of power.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's one reason why working with the Great Invocation uh, in meditation is so potent. That's the world prayer that closes every one of these programs, and um, it's an, a major agent of transformation, both of the personal self and of the world, far more than we would probably realize. If you think about it, the Great Invocation calls for light to descend on Earth for the coming one to return to earth, for the purpose to guide the little wills of men. All of this is referring to what must happen here on earth where we are responsible as human beings for working out the plan of God on earth. And that's why the sounding of the great invocation is so potent a means of bringing about the change that we hope for. And if people would like to help in distributing the Great Invocation, we would be happy to supply them with card copies. Just call us and give us the quantity you can use, whether it's 10 or 100 or 200, we'll be happy to send them to you.
2: And uh, once again, too, if you want to to either register for our conference, it's coming up on May 17th and May 18th, or if you'd like the uh, gift that we offered to you before, just give us a call uh, on a toll-free number. We'll be happy to send the gift out for your charge. Well, it's the nature of a gift, I guess. 1-866-695-8247. That's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six N Y Lucis L U C I S is Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. You have been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.
1: From the point of light within the mind of God Let light stream forth into human minds, let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts, may the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, How'd you know? You
0: were sleep humming the
1: McDonald's jingle.
0: I don't know what you're uh, 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 talking about.
1: You just did it.
2: No, I didn't. No McDonald's. I could use my cafe latte.
1: There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
2: Uh, 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 uh. How do you not hear that?